0: Hey, Lizard's Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in April and May, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Monte Cristo, Especialis No. 2, San Cristobal de la Habana, El Principe, Cohiba, Siglo 5, H. Upman, Half Corona, and Hoyo de Monterey, Double Corona. And for New Worlds, we've got E.P. Carillo Allegiance, in Sidekick, Davidoff, Late Hour, in Robusto, Aging Room Quattro, Nicaragua Sonata, in Maestro, Dunbarton, Tobacco and Trust, Sin Compromiso, Selección No. 4, and the Davidoff Winston Churchill in Bellicoso with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizards, P-O-D.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica 5 Cigar Company. It's a handcrafted and artisan story built with a strong foundation by two legends, Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Paredes. The entire line is crafted by Rob and Hamlet and refined with feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments that go straight to the powers that be. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners. Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off Puro Desnudo Ninfa's N7 5-Packs and 50-Count Bundles using promo code FAB5. That's F-A-B-5. Right now at Fabrica005.com. Com. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 bucks US. This offer only lasts one more week. Again, use code FAB5 for 10% off Ninfa's five packs and 50-count bundles for the next week at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Pooba, Senator, Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some whiskey, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 110th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying Lounge Lizard. Plan to be this year once a week. We're going to smoke a New World Cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal Lizard rating. We review Steve Saka's marca and his industry history. We reveal new details about the upcoming Padron Fuente Legends collaboration, and we discuss what may be the world's most secure humidor, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Little Rest American Single Malt Whiskey with the Dumbarton Tobacco & Trust Muestra de Saca de Bewitch. Toro Extra tonight on the pod. It's Nicaraguan. It's from Dunbarton Tobacco Company. It's called the Muestra de Saca, the Bewitched. It's a 6 and 5 eighths inches cigar at a 48 ring gauge. And boys, this is the first time I think that we've pulled out a coffin on the podcast. I
1: no, think you're colab-
0: right. Colabra. Colabra. Oh, oh collabora. I forgot right. about Colabra, yeah.
2: First individual coffin tonight. Yeah. sure. Per, per man
0: this so I ordered a box of seven cigars for the podcast and it shows up from Atlantic and I'm like, why is it three and a half or four pounds for seven cigars <laughs> and then I realized what was going on here is they all come in individual cedar coffins inside a pretty serious um, lacquer cedar box
2: you know it's a good looking cigar and it's got a pigtail it has
0: a pigtail
3: yeah. and a footband we're hitting all the yeah we're pulling all the stops tonight I have to say, in fairness, once you take it out of the coffin and remove the cellophane, it's a good looking cigar. But the presentation, when it's when you have the coffin in your hand, you're expecting a really beautiful looking presentation inside. And when you open it, it's like seeing a dead body in the coffin. It's not really that nice. (laughs) The cellophane ruins it. I mean, there's no like upper band on the cigar. I was expecting like a nice ornate band. It just has this little Mm -hmm. foot band with like stamped the bewitched. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I I don't know. I was a little underwhelmed. I like the rapper.
4: Notice the owl on the the box. Oh, yeah. Look at that.
0: There's a very specific uh, designation as to why the owl is there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Is that the
2: owl's kiss? Do you know what that is? No.
0: What is the owl's kiss? Talk offline. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) All right, boys. Let's cut this thing. See, we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. The pigtail is pretty serious, actually. That's not like a traditional pigtail. It's like a... It's Ro- pretty well twisted up. I this. like it. Rooster's having a problem with the footband.
2: I know it, it does
5: look like a- footbands suck. In <laughs> you already have it in a coffin in cellophane. How much more protection does the foot need? But That's true. okay, it's a good point. Um, but the cold draw on this thing—it uh, tastes like fig. It's very yeah, nice. very
0: figgy, hmm.
5: which is a typical kind of taste. That, which isn't a leading indicator of anything fantastic. There's a mustiness so we'll to, to it too. There's something there
0: that i'm not sure what it is it's You're being um, a party pooper
3: no 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 no, <laughs> i'm not can we, can we have a little more positivity from that <laughs> corner of the room oh okay oh.
0: Oh, oh, oh. i'll 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 I'll, re- I'll retract that
2: retract it <laughs> that's my word
1: <laughs>
0: this uh this smells interesting it does and the cold draw it has like um it almost has like a like a weird mustiness to it almost like a I want to use the word mushroom or something for on me. the cold draw, yeah.
2: the wrapper, which one? on the the cold draw. So,
5: so the box press is very pronounced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like almost the corners are like so defined, angular, and defined. Where if this was an ex, like an exclusivo, it's not. The angles are not as abrupt or not as sharp, I, but I, that may be a merit
3: in the cigar. Who knows? Yeah. You know, I like mu- the mushroom
4: is yeah. a is a good. I mean, you do get that. You're, I'm getting like a mushroom say, kind of must shroom, mustiness to it.
3: When you said that, I think it's spot on, and it's strange that I don't think we've ever reviewed a cigar where we've ever called out a. That's mushroom the first meal.
0: time I've ever thought of the word mushroom because actually, if you guys know well, how much how many times we've shared meals together, I actually despise mushrooms as a flavor. I, we I, made
3: you eat them somewhere. You
6: did, and, and you liked them. It, on it was pizza.
0: at uh, it was at the pizza at. Yes. Uh,
3: Fortune's Place. That's
6: right. right. It was Fortune's. good. Very good. Yeah. Is that vegetarian <laughs> chicken? Is that what it is? No, I don't.
4: I don't mind shrooms.
0: <laughs>
4: so um, I got to say, this is we, we a. Know. Um,
6: we know.
0: <laughs> this is a pretty handsome cigar, naked. I mean, you, you know, it's it's. I, I It's like really that. nice looking.
2: There's that combination of light and dark brown tones. It's unique. It is, and it's, it's oily. got some sheen on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It looks good. All right, boys. Let's light this thing. The Dunbarton Tobacco Company muestra de Saca, the bewitched again it's a 48 ring gauge cigar by six and five eighths inches as we noted a pretty significant box press on it is this a toro this is a toro extra bordering on bam's favorite of a Uh double toro (laughs) but just on the border
5: bam
3: the Unicorns,
5: which is not an actual (laughs) vitola. no it's not (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, it,
3: it believe it or not, it apparently is, is in the new world. There is a an Oliva mm-hmm. double toro, right? So
5: in honor of Bam Bam, that's right. I feel
2: vindicated now.
0: It's the Bam Bam Vitola from episode two, I think.
5: So
2: as we're lighting this, this is a lizard EDL recommend. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I believe it is. it's good on the light. Our we've point. had some. <laughs> yeah, I like it on the light. I'll man. tell you, we've had a lot of listeners telling us to smoke uh, Dunbarton really? uh, and Steve Saka like, stuff.
5: I, I like it on the light a lot. Oh, man. I agree. Flavor's good. It's also unique. Oh, that's
0: really nice. Pretty unique. Very unique. And I, I got to say, I like the bit of resistance on my draw. Yeah. It's not wide open. Yeah. No, the draw is perfect.
5: I kind of, I, I, the presentation is um, over the top, like why you have a coffin plus cellophane plus a footband, which is off-putting for all, I think, the obvious reasons why that's off-putting. It's just not. Good decisions, but, boy, in the light, the cigar tastes good. Yeah. It is good.
0: Yeah, this is really nice. So the tobacco makeup of this cigar, the wrapper is Ecuadorian Habano. The binder is Mexican. It's called Cultivo Tanto from San Andres. uh, And the filler is Nicaraguan and USA.
5: USA? So there's
0: USA filler in this cigar, which is only the second or third cigar that we've done. It's all
5: long filler, I assume.
0: Yep, all long filler. Is that uh, Patterson or Newark blend? Uh, it's it's both. Okay. <laughs> Listen, the last time we it's had the Essex pledge of allegiance to say a combo yeah, but that, pledge, of, of, pledge of
5: allegiance is the right like, that had the yeah. Was yeah. 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 Could that was great. Some and maybe there's something.
0: like I don't know, but this is really great on the light. So I'm like really impressed on the light. Starting to get a little bit of pepper. for you. Oh, I agree. So this, like I said, it comes in a box of seven cigars. It's MSRP. Is right around twenty bucks, and I guess we'll determine the value prop—you know, the value prop on the cigar—as we get down towards the end. But I do wonder if it's not presented in a coffin, in this box, in all this stuff. Can you take four or five dollars yeah. off the price of the cigar and price it a little bit more competitively? Right? Yes. Is that like a logical thing to well, think? Well, and put yeah. a band on
5: it, and just so, put a but, simple band. So on So maybe there's somebody's overthought this commercially.
3: I think they have, because I just go back to my initial reaction to it. I, I just, you don't look at this cigar, especially with no band at the top of the cigar and say, this is a really stunning cigar that needs to be in this elaborate. It, this, This looks like a very simple but nicely constructed cigar. I'd be happy if it came in a bundle, it would be fine. Like sure. it just doesn't need all this. I don't know. Like, I I don't mind that it
4: doesn't have a band. Sometimes I like a cigar because it's it it's kind of different from what we every yeah. single cigar has a band. I but,
3: agree, but then it doesn't need to be in it shouldn't be in a coffin for me. Like a coffin is for an, an, an ornate cigar. Yeah, something unusual, special. Or a
1: Culebra. Yeah. Right. <laughs> even like look at that <laughs> but big that's band ornate.
3: on that on that culebra, the like giant part of this band that yeah, fills the point. whole thing. Like I'm thinking of it beautiful.
5: when you one it and smoke it. Yeah. And
6: don't forget
0: too, the Culebra has three cigars in it, that's in right. that one coffin, you yeah. know? So again, at a $20 New World Toro Extra, with that that's really not a quote-unquote special release. At least it's not now. It originally was, and we could talk about that in a second. But, you know, it's, it's a really nice, it's a handsome Toro, but I think with the
5: Simple Band, it would have been... Uh, yeah. Able to have been priced a little bit good, more. Good good smoke output. I'm liking yeah. this yeah. so far. I'm liking the construction. I'm liking the smoke output and the taste. It's a flavor's of, excellent. Flavor's good.
6: I'll tell you the footband uh with the pigtail reminds me of the purpose for I'm just kidding. It is. It yeah. does. You're not, yeah. wrong. not wrong.
0: And don't forget, that's one of his cigars. You know, is Steve, it Steve oh, Sokka? Really? Yes, it is. Steve Sokka is oh, the right. founder of Liga mm-hmm. for Drew Estate when he was the CEO there. So he was there for quite some time, left in 2015. This is making
3: a whole lot more More sense sense. because the Papas Fritas only has a footband With a big tail. And yeah, it's a very (laughs) simple presentation. So this is just his style. Yeah. He needs a marketing guide. So boys, what kind of flavor notes are you getting? Because
0: I'm I'm finding this to be a medium-ish Nicaraguan experience right now. Very, very smooth. And what I like about it, it, you know, as opposed to some of the Nicaraguans we've smoked on the podcast, it has a little bit more of a sweet finish as opposed to a pepper finish for me. There's some sort of like, I don't want to call it maple syrup or or something like that, but like a viscous sweetness that rounds out the finish that really makes it pleasurable for me.
6: I I don't know. I, I think I'm being crazy here, but I don't know for some reason it's reminding me of the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't know why.
2: Yeah, I don't know if he's that wrong. It's it's this is a little different. I'm having a hard time putting my finger on it. Just a little bit.
4: It's got a little mustiness, you know, maybe maybe that mushroom note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of that kind of comes on through. On the a retro hill,
2: there's a little bit of pepper. Pepper, yeah. And on the finish of the retro is sweet. That's where I get most of the sweetness for me.
3: Yeah, the thing I'm having a hard time with is what are what are the sweet notes that we're getting cuz I'm getting it as Gizmo said, it's, but I can't tell if it's like He's Cocoa right. or just baking spice. I, I think or... it's just an
2: overall sweet note, which I can't put my finger on. Kind it's not like,
3: fruit. Kind of like freshly
5: roasted coffee bean with a with a couple spoons of sugar in it. I actually think <laughs> I actually think that that's like one of your better comments. Freshly roasted coffee bean. Like when you, f-
4: you know, when you smell a bag of like coffee beans that are like freshly roasted, you get that aroma. Well done,
2: Rooster. Yeah, actually, yeah. I I can yeah. see that. I
5: that's. I think Rooster nailed it. What it is. This is
6: really, really good. Excellent smoke yeah, up. Yeah, this is,
5: this is wonderful. I'm I, enjoying this cigar. I hated the presentation. You know what I like
0: about it, too? And we've talked about this with Nicaraguan cigars. The Nicaraguan blend is so many of these cigars, they punch you in the face when you light it. They hit you with pepper right away, and then you move into the sweetness. Hopefully, hopefully it tames itself a little, little bit. But we're not getting that pepper bomb, that Nicaraguan pepper bomb we get yeah, so often. There, there
5: is some pepper. There is. But it's not but it, the it,
0: primary note. Yeah, but it's also ending
4: on a sweet note.
5: Right. Right? Yeah, and, and it's not black pepper or white pepper. It's just kind of a spiciness. Mm. There's just a little bit of spice, but it's not Christmas uh, spice. It's not... Totally black pepper or white pepper, it's just
4: it it's a nice complement of notes, you know, like
3: spice. I mean, I can't I can't put my finger on it. I think the biggest thing for me, this is just an extremely well balanced cigar. Like all like whenever we light up a Nicaraguan cigar, we're expecting like bold flavors, and there's flavor and depth to them here, but they're done, it's delivered in such a balanced way. Like, look at how hard it is for us to even pick out some of these notes. And it's not that we're not getting flavor it's just it's delivered in such a like gentle subtle complex way that i think is pretty impressive for a nicaraguan tobacco to do that that's not easy right like usually these flavors are just so bold and in your face that there's not much nuance to them but i think that this is achieving that and i think it, i think that nicaraguan
0: tobacco is helped by the mexican san andres wrapper that i think pagoda more than all than any of us has called out so many times when we've done these cigars, Mexican San Andres over and yeah. over are the ones that we enjoy. And then bringing in that USA tobacco, which might be similar to the Pledge of Allegiance or might be from a similar type of, of producer here. I mean, it, it you know, not doing full bore Nicaraguan and crossing your fingers with age that it's going to tame down a little bit. I think the blend here is. This wrapper is working. Not,
4: not Mexican San Andres, right? It's Ecuadorian. I think that is straight. correct.
0: I'm so right. sorry. That yeah, you're right. It's Ecuadorian Habano. Right. The binder is Mexican Sun Andres. Rooster's on his game today. He's on. Yes, he He's is.
1: calling me out. Co- I did my homework.
2: Roasted coffee.
0: <laughs> well, I,
1: I
5: I feel like I feel like this cigar is a cigar due to its length. What's the length? Uh?
0: Six and five eighths inches. Six and five eighths yeah, by forty eight. Printed on the coffin. Yeah,
5: but they oh. put the decimal on the coffin, which I thought was interesting. But the forty eight ring gauge is nice. And w- w- when it's box pressed, it, it actually kind of the mouth feel is more even more comfortable. I think it so, feels so, great in the so hand. So it too. feels great in your hand, and it in and, and it's actually something that I'm going to slow down with and enjoy and savor a little. I, I, I'm right now. I'm I'm enjoying this very very much. Um. So so and- pleasantly surprised.
4: None
0: of us has had this before, right? This is the first yep. Dunbarton release I've ever smoked.
6: Same. And you know, I've never even heard of it. So, never yeah. heard of it. Me so, neither.
0: Never heard of it. Dunbarton makes a whole bunch of different cigars. They make a ton of different cigars. They came out. So uh, so let me go back. We'll start with Steve Saka's journey. Pretty interesting. He was an engineer and was intending to be an engineer in college. And then I guess fell in love with cigars You know, at that point or right after college. And wanted to make that his life, so he moved away from engineering. And then, when he was serving in the navy, really, really dove into cigars. In the in in you know right before the early nineties, moved into uh, the cigar industry in the nineties, and then moved to uh, a job at Drew Estate, where he became president and then uh, eventually CEO. So he joined them in two thousand five. He was with them for I think around nine or ten years. His big achievement, like we said, is the entire legal line. That was his, you know, brainchild, alongside uh, Nick Malilo, who's now at Foundation, as we've talked about a few times. And then in 2015, he founded Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, and primarily makes, in like in his vision
3: for the Liga line, uh, Nicaraguan tobacco. So, what does Dunbarton itself make, as far as the different lines? Yeah, I'm just curious. This goes back to honestly. So, I'm enjoying this cigar, like many of us are. This goes back to my frustration that there's not a band or a label on this because I've never heard of Dunbarton. I don't know what they make. And I would love to start being able to easily identify like a Dunbarton cigar, yeah. you know, in a retailer because maybe this is something that I would pick up. You so here's here's a, band
0: a band couple around. of the markers that Dunbarton produces, the Mi Quierda and the Mi Quierda Black. They also have another one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> keep going he's keep going please <laughs> i don't like you guys the red meat lovers which i think we've actually talked about on the podcast at one point the Sin compromiso without compromise the Sobremesa. mesa you guys have definitely seen that the the one the yes. cigar with the yellow gold yep, yep kind of crown as the band uh that's a pretty popular cigar i've seen mm-hmm. that around uh, they make that in a brulee i think that might be a flavored cigar in line with acid but i'm not sure the Stillwell Star, the Todos Las Días, the Umbagag, unicorns, and then the Muestra de Saka, which what about, means sample of Saka. What about the Todo Bien? <laughs> but, <laughs> todo, bien. <laughs> todo Bien. So their entire ethos is Puros Sin Compromiso, cigars without compromise. That's their kind of directive uh, as far as their cigars
3: go. Do we know when these? Uh... Uh, when this co- like company kind of started? So the company started in 2015. Okay. Wow. So yeah. it's
0: it's it's not an uh it's not been around terribly long. What's interesting about this specific cigar, the Bewitch that we hold in our hand, which is part of, I guess there's eight or nine uh different vitolas in the Muestra de Saca, which again means sample of Saca, wine from Dunbarton. This cigar was originally released, uh, it was called the Owl Shop uh you know 75th which was specifically manufactured for the Owl shop, the tobacco shop in Worcester, Mass., for their 75th anniversary in 2021. And I guess it was such a big hit that Steve Saka then asked the proprietor there, Zach Fotakis is his name, if they could release it under the Muestra de Saka line. And that is why, when you look at the coffin, the Owl is on the coffin because this was made for the Owl, Uh, tobacco shop up in worcester mass so then this was released in 2022 as its own cigar under that line and they kept the owl on there as a tribute to the original release and like i said there's seven or eight other lines uh excuse me vitola's in the line there's in what they call the Exclusivo, which is a six by 52
3: whoa whoa
0: i didn't i knew you wouldn't like that there might be a lawsuit there the Nasatamale, which is a six by forty-eight. The Unicorn, which is a six and a quarter by sixty. That's a big one. <laughs> one that has a hashtag name NLMTHA, thirty-eight ring gauge by seven. The Unstolen Valor, which is fifty-two by six. The U-boat, which is fifty by seven. The Krakatoa, which is forty-eight by six, which just came out in September. And the Bewitched that we have in our hand, which is forty-eight by six and five eighths inches long. So that's the line.
4: Is this the highest uh, price-wise?
0: I don't know the answer to that. It looks like one of the bigger cigars, but it will, actually I think there might be one or two others that are bigger. Um, so I would think that this is kind of in the middle of the range.
4: But is this the only one that comes in a coffin?
0: No, I, they all come in coffins. Oh, they
5: all
6: The do? entire all line of them. comes in a coffin. Oh, oh yeah. wow.
5: Yeah, it's very good. I, I, I'm excellent. pleasantly surprised. It's, it's, and I actually think it's a little bit of a hybrid. It feels like it's, it's not quite Nicaraguan, but there's that Nicaraguan in there. Yep. And it,
2: and but the sweet the, finish though.
5: Yeah. And it's, it's lighter than yeah. a padrone, but it's kind of constructed like one in the spirit of one, but doesn't have that deep earth. It's a little bit, it's got some sweetness there. It's got some coffee. I think that Mexican San Andres binder.
4: Or filler, it's a binder, I think, right? That's a binder, yeah. That's what gives that sweetness. Yeah, that's uh, right there, man. Yeah, it's
2: oh, yeah. it's
5: right there. It's so it's actually so. Sometimes these things, and not to jump to the spirit real quick, but I'm enjoying to to prematurely, but I'm enjoying this because when this spirit's opened up, this little rest, and we can get into it in a second. But what it's presenting to me right now. Is there's like a little bit of pecan, a little bit of fruit in the spirit. That's that's like now it's that it's open. This is a hybrid American single malt whiskey. It's not a Scotch, but it's also kind of a hybrid. And this cigar is a little bit of a hybrid Nicaraguan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's a good parallel as far
0: as the the ingredients, I guess you say, or the blend, or whatever you want to call it. But yeah. so what what do we have here? So this is called the Little Rest. American single malt whiskey, and it's by a distillery out of the Hudson Valley of New York, which would now be our second one that we've done on the podcast. Yep, this is the first single
5: malt whiskey that we've done. I believe the other was a bourbon. Correct. 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 It's so it's 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 a distillery called Little Rest. The entrepreneur behind this is a, is a gentleman named John Dyson. He's just he's of Scottish heritage. They use. Uh, It's a single malt that's crafted with just New York state grains. And there's a whole thing that goes on up in, in, in Dutchess County, New York. And for those, for the listeners, there's the Connick distillery. There's a lot of distilleries, um, that are making spirits up in, up in the Hudson Valley. This, this particular distillery makes vodka. They also make gin and, uh, it's a lot of investment. It's a lot of time it's a labor of love and it takes millions and millions of dollars to to actually do what they're doing and and the and the folks who are doing this type of work are really not doing it um for the money i you know met one of the representatives there and they had different bottles for sale and this bottle was one that i happened to pick up and they said this is a numbered bottle it's 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 a limited release it's bottle 3359 and Um, you know, it's, this is a very small batch bottle. And, and so the price tag on it gives you access. So it doesn't really reflect the actual, you know, the regular spirits that they sell are about 79 bucks. This, this spirit is to get access to their kind of more small batch stuff. You just pay a premium up front. For to just get access so to there's the, a to there's the a bottle it's like, like an, an initiation fee, fee kind yeah, of thing yeah it's kind of like an initiation fee okay. kind of thing to, well i was
2: about to ask how much that bottle
5: cost well the bottle cost 180 bucks but okay. that's not but but if you want access to more limited stuff like this you can gain access if you bought one of these bottles and you did so it's small batch stuff so um so have you met so so the distillery is called 10 mile right and this Correct. Whiskey is called Little Rest. Little Rest. And the 10-mile river runs runs through Duchess County. So the, the name Little Rest, is, it's named that after a steep hill near the distillery, which was historically required to take an extra horse to help carts climb it. And uh, the name reflects this kind of place for rest at the Hill Summit. And they started barreling whiskey in 2020. And started uh, releasing it in April of uh, 2023, and it's aged in Francois Ferez barrels from uh, William Salem, emphasizing quality and these time-honored methods. And and uh, you know, so this was like a pre-sale bottle, and it's handmade in small batches. So it's very small batch stuff, and it's they take a lot of pride in what they do in terms of making um and when in my conversation with, with with them it's it's an american single malt whiskey it's not a bourbon it's not a scotch you know it's made from barley there are elements of both though in this drink there are i was going to say this
0: is kind of an amalgamation well, of like you said of the... it's a
2: hybrid i do get a you know on the finish it's very bourbon like for me yeah on the front it's very scotch like
0: it me. does have like a nuttiness to it. Is it yes. a
5: pecan or and yeah, yeah, kind it, of an almond or something nutty, like there. yeah. there's
0: some sort of nutty it, note.
5: there's it like a pecan almost flavor I got from it? So it's made from 100% New York state-grown barley,
0: which I think would be a requirement for some of the. Is there a tax incentive or grants or something like some of these? Some of these, like we have this in New Jersey too, that the wine the, farmer you know, credits, farm yeah, exactly, yeah. credits and and different kind of tax incentives and whatnot. So you have to use wholly. Uh, uh, everything needs to come from the region that you're distilling and in. What's well, the what's the proof? Most of
5: it, most of it is it's 45 proof, 45 guys, uh, or 46 maybe. So 90 proof. Yeah, so it's 90 proof. Yeah, 90 proof. But. Ten Mile Distillery, which is the, t- the, the 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 distillery that 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 makes Little Rest, is the leading consumer of New York State grown barley. So that's how aggressive they they are in terms of their level of investment, purchasing five hundred thousand pounds of local barley. It's a lot of barley. It's a lot of barley, and they're pretty de- deliberate in their in you know in what they do. Um, they've won a lot of awards, and it's 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 pretty well respected. And there's a whole scene. So it's kind of like you need to, so, so you kind of need to, when I look at something like this, you kind of need to look at it and not try and say, well, it, is it comparable to McCowan and the price point? It's, this is made in the USA. It's made in Hudson Valley, New York, which is like making it in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The land is expensive. The, the you know, the taxes are crazy expensive. It's just not so
3: these are people like right. doing and this actually for the love of the business right and they don't have the scale yet to for the price point to be all that competitive yet right i mean right. the smaller they, they quantity just, you make the more expensive they it's bottled to it during covid yeah. and they've right. just put out their first release in april of this year
0: so that's why they're needing initiation fees and access sure. and limited release and you know they need to raise money and start yeah. to recoup some of this investment uh, to keep uh, it going i have to say i do like having a
2: spirit that's local mm-hmm. it's it feels good You know, it's interesting to 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 see something like this that's made within what fifty mile radius from where we're sitting right now. Yeah,
3: hour an hour and twenty minutes. Right, it's kind of cool. I agree, and you know, for me, there's always something enjoyable about consuming a locally made product. But a lot of the time, if we're being honest, when that happens, it's not great. It's not really that good quality. Exactly. What I really am happy about with this, just a few observations. I mean, number one, when Puba took the bottle out of the box. The bottle is beautiful. It's really nice. I actually really think nice. like one of the best presentations, and I think it was Pagoda who literally read my mind as he was commenting next to me that it's kind of like a hybrid between a Hibiki bottle and yeah. like an Abelor bottle. Very good point, yeah. Um, I like it. And I think it, it's just really well done. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sometimes you see these bottles, nice presentation, you say, oh, great. Now, <laughs> you know, what's the spirit actually going to taste like? And I have to say the first thing I noticed, the the viscosity of yeah. this Just look at your glass when you move the spirit around. It's just coating the glass. And the mouthfeel is amazing. Like the mouthfeel is very like buttery on your palate. So I feel like you just really get to appreciate the flavor of it. And Puba's notes that he called out earlier, I mean, you mentioned pecan and some of these other things I think are spot on. And I love the commentary around how this is like a hybrid between a scotch and a bourbon because it truly does drink like that. I mean, I've had some spirits from Hudson Valley and they're good, but I'll be honest, I haven't found much that has been all that interesting. This is like the first thing I've had that it's unlike anything I've ever had in a right? really it good is, way. Right. It's in a different. really different, cool way.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's, different. it's That's exactly, and I think that's exactly like when you speak to them mm-hmm. at, the, like, at the booth, they're like, this isn't. It says American American single malt whiskey. They're like, don't get confused. It's not a scotch. Yeah. This is our own thing
3: that we're doing. So. Well, I I love on the bottle, it it says, which I think sums it up very well. It says, inspired by our Scottish origins, crafted with locally sourced New York barley. I think that speaks to like, there are elements of it that are scotch-like in style, but delivers a bourbon-like taste along with that, which and is very American. It is. It, mm-hmm. It's 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 well done for what they're trying to do. Yeah. I actually think they've achieved it. The only con for me is it.
2: If you, I had this without ice prior to to icing it down, it drinks a bit hot. Well, it, if anything, 90 Proof yeah, is going to drink yeah, a it's, little Yeah, it's harder. hard to drink this without ice. Yeah, no, you
5: put a little, you put a yeah. couple, I think it's meant to but be But I actually, have to
2: say, though, on the finish, Neat was extraordinary. And we mentioned this before, that you hit the record button. There's a lot of sweetness on the finish, which carried through even after icing it. That's a merit to this
5: spirit. It just shows the quality of how it's. It's nutty and fruity. It's got like a balance to it. Um, and this is my first time having it. I mean, I had a, like a like a small taste. And I was just like, "Give me a bottle. We'll we'll do it on the pod." You know what I mean? Like, it tasted good at the time. It is absolutely different it's than anything different. I've ever had.
2: It's there's so, something
0: there's something interesting about the nose that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Just take just take the nose on it. There's some sort of um, it's almost like a. Uh, and and this is going to sound like I'm saying something negative but it's not but it's almost like it's a spoiled like sweet oh, I get a little type bit of, of smell. that. And it's not bad.
3: No, it's just like, just like a, a unique like ma- like smash. There's a funkiness. There's
2: to it. a like, funk to it. Like a very slight barnyard which is not off-putting at all for
0: me. And I, I like that. But I think it works with a cigar Yeah. and it's obviously working with this cigar very nicely thank god but um you know this is this is very, very unique mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. and stands on its own, I think, in in what we've consumed on the podcast. I just think that this is you know unlike any other spirit that we've mm-hmm. had on the pod, yeah. and I don't think that you know to your point, I know that you know I would you know, like you said, I was reading too about uh, Shane Fraser, the master distiller up there who who works at ten mile and and builds this stuff in you know, like he said, in the Scottish tradition, but you know obviously, number one, it's not made in Scotland. So it can't be scotch. And two, the ingredients, the region, everything about it is very, very different than than what they make in, you know, across the pond. So this must be judged on its own, and I think it's standing on its own here tonight.
3: I think the other thing, I think we have fallen into a really good pairing. Uh, yeah. I think, like, we're talking about this cigar as like a hybrid of all these things. The yeah. spirit as a hybrid of all these things. And every sip I take of the spirit, for me, is better than the last. So, like, I'm my appreciation for it is only growing as i continue to enjoy it and I have it's to bringing say, out more in the cigar
6: yeah
2: you know i i feel exactly the same way about the cigar first half inch was really unique and different that next inch or so for me was a little bit bitter uh, but it is now really really good and it's getting better and better as you go through it
3: and I think sweeter and I'm getting sweeter. like now like cocoa with that coffee we were talking about, yeah, which I like.
0: yeah. And I think like the drink, again, you know, going back to it being a very unique and, and appropriate pairing, is there is that that kind of that stank to it. there's there's some mm-hmm. sort of mustiness. It's to very it. slight though. slight. But you know, we t- we talked about it on the cold draw. I'm getting it now, especially out of the aroma, out of the the head of the cigar. There there is a umami flavor. Umami. Yeah,
3: yeah. can umami. we not can we not
5: call it stank? I, I, don't, I don't wanna <laughs> I mean, but Jesus. I don't want to focus on that because I ju- like I just poured another <laughs> I just poured another little dram of this. And it's actually at the it's like fruit forward in a way, and then and then finishes with this nutty finish that is it, it, it's it's different. It's like nothing I've ever had. It's whiskey, mm-hmm. but it's like you can't put a you can't pinpoint it and say it tastes like maker's mark or it tastes like McCann or it tastes like anything else. It's like totally unique, which I think is like very interesting. And and what hard do you, to do.
1: It, yeah. And I mean, hard to
3: do. Like what they're doing is hard.
1: Definitely right. the, hard. These
3: distillers are using all the same, you know, product, right? The same materials, barley, corn, whatever they're using to make it. It, it it's hard to blend that in a way that is going to differentiate it from other products. And so I think for a lot of these that we do, you know, we sit here, it's random brands that we're maybe not as familiar with. And we say like, oh, this tastes like bourbon. It's okay. You know, it's interesting. There's nothing differentiating about it. And I'm not going to forget what this tastes like because there's really nothing else to compare it to. And that's a huge credit to us. But like, there's a cone, there's like almost a
5: little bit of sweetness that reminds me of, it's like a cognac, scotch bourbon hybrid it's like I, I i it's like
0: nothing i've ever had before i agree and and i want to point out when i'm talking about the nose having uh, having a bit of uh what was the word we were using a funk not a funk, not not, not stank. a stank yeah. a funk on it uh, uh, that is not a detriment to me that is a benefit it 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 stands alone you know for me my nose When I smell something that's very unique or powerful, I I attach myself to it, and I can remember it. And like Senator said, that is going to stick with me. The nose on this spirit is absolutely going to stick with me. Like, this is incredibly unique, and I think it's a merit to the spirit. Mm -hmm. It's not a negative. And
3: back to my earlier point, I I will remember the, the viscosity and the mouthfeel of this. And I say that because we enjoy so much scotch, I, I don't look at Macallan, Balvenie, really any of them in a glass and say like there's a lot of viscosity. They're not that viscous of a spirit, but this is, and it just, for me, it enhances the flavor that I'm able to extract from the spirit. Like right. It just coats my mouth where I'm getting every bit of flavor that it's trying to deliver where for something that's less viscous, like most scotch in my opinion- you know it that those flavor notes are are more fleeting that's probably why i'm drinking it faster than i have to drink this right mm-hmm. i can take a sip and this has a somewhat long finish just by the mouthfeel that i'm getting so much without having to keep sipping it so aggressively exactly and that's what kind of cognac has a little bit of that viscosity it does. i think that's what that's
5: all that's it. it's leading back that's why i'm thinking like it's kind of a cognac thing because of the viscosity Mm -hmm. of it. So it's got like like, a little bit of viscosity too, which reminds me of a cognac, but it's like a high-proof spirit, which is like a bourbon. But then it's got these like musty notes, like a scotch. Mm -hmm. And you're like saying, what is this? (laughs)
6: it's like a total <laughs> hybrid
5: you it know is. it's it like a, it's a blend it's <laughs> and, or, or, or it's just a unique thing to what and a few the of you raw have material it, they're sourcing it gets better and better as you drink it it gets yeah. a lot better yeah, yeah. yeah. it yeah. just continues to improve and one piece of ice i think is really good to open it up yeah Agreed. So i put very little down ice down in up, mine up, up, up.
0: and i actually am happy that i did very little because i think um i think it just needed a touch i don't i don't think it needed it a,
2: doesn't need a lot i agree Pagoda, what are you thinking
6: yeah, about the drink, I think I totally agree that I think it's, uh, I've started to enjoy it a lot more now. I think when I initially smelt it, I I thought it was a little overpowering, a little too strong for me. Uh, but as, uh, you know, after putting some ice in, um after the first couple of sips, I think I've begun to really enjoy it. In the beginning, what I found was, you know, um, I really enjoyed it when I took the first sip in the beginning, in the, in the front of my palate, um, Got a lot of uh, you know different flavors, including the sweetness and the fruitiness, but when it went towards the back of my throat, I felt a bit of the sharpness, and um, but that has dissipated. I've uh, um, in in the last couple of steps, I've really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah.
5: yeah, and it's like it's it's one of the things Ricky R- Ricky Camacho I think brought up that we have to think about with spirits. Um, it takes a second. Oh yeah for your palate to kind of adjust you know like for a higher proof spirit yes for a higher proof spirit absolutely like when he talks about mezcal or he talks about higher proof tequila like he's like he's like just take a time out let the drink let the let the spirit open up go right? slow you know go slow go slow let your palate adjust and then you'll find 10 15 minutes later your 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 palate has now adjusted to it yeah. and yeah. You're, gonna, you're having a different experience. Similar
3: but slightly different. I think what Ricky was saying with a high-proof spirit, you're like afraid of a high-proof spirit at first and so you take these little sips and your palate is like reacting very strongly to trying to figure out what's going on. Ricky's counsel was to actually take a large first sip of a high-proof spirit to just really acclimate your palate. Mm. So like someone said they like inadvertently when he was on, like took a, a gulp of whatever we were drinking it was like whoa that's a lot but then their palate adjusted and every sip after that interesting they were able to enjoy more so i think with with even this it's like the first sip you kind of actually want to take a, a large sip mm. let it coat your mouth and wake up your taste buds and then the rest of it is smooth sailing from there where yeah. your your, yeah. your palate has I understood say, what it, it's
2: it's got like a nectar like thing for me it's very it, there's a, there's some enjoyment to this now and it did take time to get there but now that i'm there it's like smooth sailing the rest of the night. Yeah. So, bo- so
4: bottom line, take big gulps, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and the quicker you're drunk, the better it tastes.
6: <laughs> but it's, it, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's. it's uh, I, no, no. I, I do think, in all
5: seriousness, it, 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 it's, 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 for the listener, it's something to when you're, if you're, when dealing with high something that's a little higher proof, like over eighty proof. Um let the spirit open up let your power open up then kind of do your evaluation and i think that 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 has merit
3: that right. counts as opposed to the first sip letting that be your evaluation that's usually not a good oh, practice yeah practice with a high proof spirit correct no,
6: and fair enough and i also think that knows right like i think when you at least for me at least in terms of this spirit uh, it was just way overpowering and really strong i felt Um, And now it's like, uh, I can't imagine it's the same spirit as uh, time has developed. Well,
3: that's another thing. I mean, honestly, with every spirit, and Poo was saying this, as soon as we poured it, let it open up. I mean, the reality is, like, there are whiskey decanters for a reason, right? Any spirit. I've, in fact, I have, before I understood this, opened bottles of scotch, poured some in my glass, smelled the nose and said, whoa, like... I'm going to have no nose hair after just like breathing Mm -hmm. that in like super hot and aggressive and for a normal proof, not even a higher proof spirit. And it's just because it's been bottled up in there for a while and it does just need to open up and breathe. And then I revisit it after time. And I say, Oh my gosh, it's like an entirely different spirit. So I also think it's good practice whenever you're opening a bottle of any spirit for the very first time, right? Not every time you open it, just that first time you crack the seal, you want to just let it breathe for a little bit because it's likely going to be, you're going to be experiencing something hotter than that spirit really is. Makes sense.
0: I, I think for me, the education, and maybe this is kind of summing up everything we're kind of saying here, and experiencing a new type of spirit tonight that we, you know, this is the first time we're having an American single malt whiskey from the Hudson Valley, you know, of New York. But what's interesting is I think about the journey we've gone on, as far as developing our palates with cigars, with spirits, with tequila, as we mentioned with Ricky, and how when we sit down to, to have a cigar and record a podcast, or when we're in the lounge and we're not recording, we're committing that ninety minutes, two hours, whatever it may be, and like you said, you guys have all said, you know, that first sip is very different than the last sip, mm-hmm. and your palate's adjustment and your brain's reaction to that adjustment is very. In a lot of cases, staggering from first sip to last sip. So, it's you know, for the listener, it's a really important thing to give the spirit time, just like you give your cigar time before you cast judgment on it, because that first sip is not the place to cast judgment. Very
2: mature comments from you guys. Well, listen, I mean, 110 episodes, bam, I'm trying. (laughs) No, but you know, you're absolutely right. Because
6: if you have any pity you drink, right, like if you have the Lagavulin sixteen, for instance, yeah. and you're going to go through the same experience. And of course, it kind of yep. explains, you know, the same thing, uh, you know, over. Uh, especially but,
0: if you,
3: especially if you've not had a scotch yeah, like Lagavulin, yeah, yeah. you need to Correct. nurse that. It's or, a blast, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially if you judge it by the nose. You yeah. smell the nose of Lagavulin, you're it, like, it's "Whoa, it's going to be so peaty. Yeah, yeah. You actually taste it and get it on your palate, and you realize, sure, there's peat there, but it's not aggressive. It's not going to punch you in the face. That like a uh, Lefroig or something would. So you, you just, even the nose can't always judge the spirit. And, I, you know,
0: I've, I've, ahead, I'm i sorry, Bam. I've, okay. I've watched some YouTube reviews of guys who pour a bunch of spirits, sip them, and as they take that first sip, they review them. And I've found in a lot of cases, our experience and my experience with those same exact spirits, yep. having sat with them like we do on this podcast for 90 minutes yeah. or whatever it may be, I have a completely different experience because they're judging it on the first, second, third sip that's not the way to do it. You got to let them breathe. there are there are cigars and spirits that
2: require patience. This, I would actually buy a bottle of this. This I would slot in for me, because of the time that it takes to settle in with this drink, It's a great drink between Christmas and New Year's. Nestle in next to the fire with a cigar, and spend time. With your stick and with your spirit, that's a that's a really really good candidate you know for
0: a holiday drink. You know what's good, Bam, is that right? P- Puba paid the initiation fee so he can get us all bottles. <laughs> now we're talking. So thank you for doing <laughs> that. Go ahead. <laughs> Half and, <laughs> well, yeah.
5: and also, you know, I think what's what's kind of cool about um, it's harder. It, look, it's easy to brew beer. It, it, you know, it's hard to 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 make whiskey. I mean, it's hard to make good. beer, You know. It's true. It, Nobody's it, it, making whiskey it, it, in
3: their house. People the, are yeah, making it, beer in it, their homes. You they're not making
5: you whiskey. Know, so what, what these folks are doing is investing millions and millions of dollars. I will say, though, I'm not sure
2: if this is a drink for a novice. This is a sophisticated spirit. I think it it requires someone that's had a lot of spirits, different spirits, and that's a, that has got knows to invest the time. I probably wouldn't pull this out in a big party, but like a small intimate gathering of totally. guys, guys that have drank, that know how to drink. That's a perfect. Totally, I think.
0: I think folks too that like. If I think about myself sipping this spirit three years ago, I it would be a totally different conversation and experience than it is right now. I mean, we talked about my experience with Lagavulin at the old lounge when I first had it. Was exactly what we talked about when when. That first sip, it was like, I don't want to touch this ever again. <laughs> Get it away from me. It's gasoline. But now, now yeah. it's a lot different. And it's the same journey as we've gone on with cigars. I totally agree. That we've gone on with tequila. And now with all different types of spirits. It's, yes. It's a constant redeveloping of the palate that and, and educating your brain on what you do and don't like. That's It makes the journey
5: really interesting. You right. know, and an artisanal approach, right? Exactly. Right, which I
0: appreciate. I would
2: love... If Pooba would organize a field a lizard field trip up to this distillery,
5: I'm all in on that. By the way, all in. Totally. They have tours. We can go to Taconic Distillery, which makes which makes great spirits. Get it on the counter. And also Little Rest, we could do it all in one day. And we could shoot around the sporting clays and shoot shotguns and have a great time. And shoot play targets. I'd bring my gun one of my main hobbies. (laughs) um, Pooba, giddy up. (laughs) <laughs> one of my main hobbies and main loves in life which is shooting shooting sporting
0: so boys we're uh, beyond the halfway point here of the dunbarton tobacco co westra de the bewitched what's everybody feeling i love it
2: now more than i've loved every other portion of the cigar like I, I was a fan of it at the light i didn't like it right after but I love it
0: now. You mentioned bitterness. I have not gotten an ounce of bitterness. And maybe what I was
2: experienced for me, I got a lot of pepper. The right after the light for like three quarters of an inch, and it just became really then beautiful and yeah. smooth. It evaporated for me. Inici-
4: initially, you do. I think we all got some pepper. Yeah. But that sweet note, it really balances the pepper.
1: Well, now that's that pronounced coffee. here. Yeah. With that, coffee,
4: with the coffee notes—that's right the, there. Yeah, coffee, yeah. the sweet notes, yep. and the, and and a little bit of pepper. I mean, I don't know if it's black pepper, like you said. Maybe it's not, but, but you're not getting I mean, it now, it's, it's, though. No, no, it's no, gone. It's dissipated. Yeah, yeah. yeah, initially, I mean, there was a little bit
2: of. pepper. It's actually quite enjoyable right at this moment, right at the halfway mark.
3: The only thing I will say, so I, I really, I like the flavor notes I'm still getting out of this cigar, and I think it's the spirit that is making me want this that I'm not getting. I do wish that the smoke was a bit more viscous. I agree with that. And it's a, like little thin. It's a little coated, my a little thin, thin. Yeah. And for the the deep flavors, like I'm not getting light flavor notes out of this. I'm not getting like lighter fruit notes or floral. I'm getting like coffee, cocoa, spice. These are like really rich flavors. And I just wish that they lingered on my palate longer and that that smoke was more viscous. So that's probably my only complaint, but I do like the flavor notes that I'm getting. Like it's a, like more Liga 9 blue smoke kind right, of Right, exactly. Like Liga, that's a very viscous smoke. And I just wish I was getting a little bit more of that here. I am glad
0: though, if if we want to make the comparison to Liga, which I think is appropriate given that, you know, that Saka made both of them. I, I think that I'm happy in a way that Where I would slot this is different than where I would slot the Liga Nine. Totally. This is earlier in my rotation than where I'm going to put a Liga. Way earlier. You know what I mean? I'm going to reach for that Liga after I've had a Cuban, maybe a Dominican or a lighter Nicaraguan like the Oliva V Lancero. Then I'm going to reach for the Liga Nine. Mm -hmm. This almost would kind of slot where I'd put the Oliva V, maybe after a Cuban or two in, in my night. It, it, maybe not even relying on having a full meal i kind of like that you know that's it's a
2: great rotation
0: that's, yeah that's kind of where like. yeah, i would no, put this where the it's liga good. really is like it's it's either going to be the liga or it's going to be the Padron exclusivo yeah, because or so something distinct. like
2: that they're so distinct you yeah, yeah.
5: It, it, it's almost like if you're not in the mood for an exclusivo which i don't know when that would ever be <laughs> Correct. But, but, but Senator was, uh, Senator was ready. He said or, 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 right, or, 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 let's right say on. you didn't have access. Okay. Let's rephrase it. Let's say you didn't have access to one. Retract it. Um, um, <laughs> this kind of delivers a little bit of that hybrid. Fl- it's almost like a toned down exclusivo. You don't get the sweetness in the earth and the deep. It's, 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 it's not as deep, but it's very pleasant and it's very smokable yeah so like i don't have a lot of complaints about the smoke i mean if somebody gave me this and it was a one and done and we're like you know it's an after work dinner and someone says hey here you go whatever i'd be completely satisfied with the cigar and 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 after a meal and be like you know awesome like and go to and and walk away satisfied there's a question question
2: is
0: this a two-act
2: play so far for you
0: guys as of at this moment I was just about to say I have to say yes no I think so and I'm hoping and I'm curious if this last right third or a little more than a third that I think I have you're here... you're way ahead of all of us yeah but you're way way ahead. I'm really enjoying it
3: so, so yeah. where I am at this point it's one act and that's again I'm the person who always says I'm I'm great with a one act play as long mm-hmm. as I like the act um it, it's been one act for me but I oh. I'm probably like halfway I, I still have, much I'm more surprised
0: that pepper didn't
3: become pronounced for some of the other guys.
0: I didn't get pepper
4: at
2: only all. Initially. Wow. Only initially, yeah. only the beginning. Yeah,
3: yeah. And to your point, like initially when I was getting it, I was a little bit worried I that maybe too. it would pick up and get too overpowering. Thank but you. it Like it damped down. That's exactly, down pretty that's exactly quickly, right.
0: Yeah, which it went, is very it went common for the Nicaraguan cigars that we smoke. True. You know, I almost feel like this is almost in line with the Pledge of Allegiance. I feel like this is much more in line with what E.P. Carrillo is trying to do versus what Padron or Liga great, is trying to do. This that, is yeah. right in the E.P.
3: Carrillo wheelhouse. That's a great, great call-out. Like We've talked about, and I think of E.P. Carrillo as a brand that tries to deliver bold Nicaraguan flavors, but in a really smooth way. And that's what this is, right? I think... Padron tries to do that smooth, but still bolder. Mm -hmm. And certainly other brands that make Nicaraguans and I mean, Ligo that we've talked about, obviously really, really in your face, concentrated, intense flavor. I, I, this is as close to an EP Carrillo as I have seen. I just think that they've done it better than most EP Carrillos, but the style is very similar. It is agreed. I mean,
5: yeah, some of that EP Carrillo DNA. But are they doing it better? Is it performing like consistently and where down the stretch like like the the pledge prequel was just a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: the La Historia El Senador was not was an it was excellent great. cigar. Yeah. And then the Pledge of Allegiance now, was one of the best cigars we've ever smoked. This is true. And the El Senador for me had a had a, a, a bolder
2: body. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it was more um I'm not going to say strength, but there was... there was Concentrated. There was, yeah, forward. Okay. Where this is just very smooth, there's a sophistication to the cigar that I like a lot right now.
0: And I like the subtle delivery, a lot of the flavors that we've talked oh, about. it's very subtle. It's very subtle. It's co- it, There is a complexity to it. And I think the way it's rounded out by that unique sweetness that we've talked about. It's still there. And every draw,
5: it's still there for me. It yeah. makes it really pleasurable. You could easily fall into criticizing the cigar and say, oh, well, maybe it's muddled it's not i don't think it is i don't it's not you could fall into that trap because it's kind of i think it's kind of a one-act play for me so far um but that's a positive comment um you could get easily trapped in like well it's 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 one-dimensional it's it it's kind of delivering the same thing but i'm kind of liking what it's delivering
1: yeah
3: it's very balanced I, balanced I, I agree with Pooba because there were moments early on that I was worried mm-hmm. that maybe the flavors were going to be muddled or because you're not getting anything overly pronounced that they're all just dancing in the background Playing nicely together, <laughs> that you would sit there and say, like, well, maybe that's just a muddled cigar and I'm you not don't really want that. getting, but not that's getting you want. Yeah. I think he's exactly right when Puba says, like, you could fall into that trap, but that's not what's happening here. And I we're thankful for that because it it just delivers an enjoyable experience throughout does, so just be, enough of every frame. Right. Because
5: that finish, the finish is long enough and it's lingering enough, and you're you're kind of like in between draws, you're saying, okay. And then you then you draw again. And you're getting, you're getting, the separation. You're getting just enough separation, but it's it's not muddled. It's a it's a merit. It's a hybrid. Yeah. It's almost like, like it's very drinking. serendipitous <laughs> this pairing. And, and how many times has this happened? Total accident. On, uh, but by accident, we've not had either of them. Uh, but complete accident. Like I, I, like, you know, you could say this little rest, American, you know. S- single malt whiskey not a scotch not a scotch american single malt whiskey is got like it's like a cognac but it's not a cognac it's like it's like a bourbon but it's not a bourbon it's like a scotch but it's not a scotch this is kind of like doing the same thing which i find i don't know very weird uh that we are able that these things kind of come together in this way i will say that you You know know, you know what i mean it's they're they're hybrids yeah
2: they're one quick comment on novice cigar cigar guys and gals out there what we're drinking and smoking tonight because it could be a little tough for some people initially especially on the spirit taking your time and being patient like you mentioned earlier if you take your time and be very patient with it and give it and just give it the the the, the hour hour and a half that it needs you're going to get a lot of enjoyment in
3: what you're smoking so take your time so I just want to add one bit of nuance. I'm, I'm generally in agreement when we're saying that, you know, maybe maybe these are not for the novice smoker or drinker. I, I think just one important thing that I would add. Scotch as a category is not for a novice. Agreed. Right? So you, you work your way through usually traditional bourbons and mm-hmm. different American whiskeys, and then you eventually graduate to where a your scotch. palate can right. appreciate the complexity of flavor that comes out of scotch. And I think that this for the person who is who's just started enough of that journey mm-hmm. that wants to delve into scotch, to me, this is a perfect bridge into that. Right. Like you're gonna, you're gonna take some of those traditional bourbon notes and start getting these other complex flavors here. Absolutely. And then your palate is gonna be perfectly primed and trained right. to be able to appreciate scotch. So to me, this is like a gateway into scotch. And for a Scotch drinker that also drinks bourbon that knows those notes really well, I think there's tons to appreciate. And the same thing with this cigar. I think for someone who smokes plenty of New World, especially Nicaraguan cigars, you're going to find lots of enjoyment like we are. I think for someone who smokes milder cigars, maybe not going to be their thing. But I think for that person who maybe smokes milder cigars and it wants to work and let's say that they traditionally smoke like honduran or dominican tobacco and they want to work into nicaraguan tobacco that may usually be a bit too punchy or aggressive right this for can be a bridge this is yeah. the bridge to that yeah. and i think that that's where so like i don't want it to sound like for either the spirit of the cigar if you're a novice like wholesale as in like you haven't been drinking these types of spirits a lot or smoking these types of cigars a lot, this isn't for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I think it's for someone who even has been dabbling just enough. Of course. And is looking to kind of take their journey to the next level. Yep. These are great, great ways or bridges to. Yeah, that. and I think, my point, I think
2: my point was time.
3: I think exactly.
2: It, I think Bam's it's point more, is more of taking your time with what we're smoking and drinking tonight.
0: Yeah, don't give up on it too early. Right, like, exactly right. Sit, sit for the hour and a half. Because two hours. of the nature of what
2: we're smoking, these are both. Threshold or gateway, you know, products yeah. which can
0: take you into other worlds. Yeah. So boys, speaking of other worlds, I want to talk about the upcoming collaboration that we we talked about on the podcast. I think it was mid-22. <laughs> mid-2022, the Padrone and Fuente Legends collaboration. Oh boy. So there's 20 Padron cigars and there's 20 Fuente cigars, each celebrating the Patriarch of the other family. So the Padron cigars are a celebration of uh, the Fuente family, and the Fuente cigars are a celebration of Jorge Padron's father, uh, both, uh, both who passed away, I believe it was 2016, 2017, consecutive years. So there's 20 Churchills uh, from each brand, uh, which, is, uh, which are going to be 50 ring gauge cigars by 7 inches uh, in a beautiful presentation of a humidor. Uh, cedar humidor beautiful now like i said they announced it i believe a year and a half ago it was supposed to come out last christmas it's now begun shipping as of thanksgiving a few weeks ago begun shipping to retailers and the official word is not out on when it's coming out and what the cost is going to be but we have heard some rumors
2: we have i think these are just more than rumors it's specific retailers one that we know i hope they're not that box, ho- so that box is ten
0: thousand dollars. So that's two hundred and fifty dollars per cigar. It's a ten thousand dollar I don't buy
2: it. Yeah, that's what he's. That's what we. That's heard. what we're hearing.
4: Do yeah. you have
0: to buy the whole
4: humidor?
2: Or-
6: and for no. That, so and for that reason, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. You, I'm you out. said you don't do- <clears throat> buy it, or you won't buy it. <laughs> so
0: the, you know. So even if you're buying the individual cigars from retailers, you know what I said to Bam when he got this nugget of knowledge about the price, uh, which is very legitimate. I'm hoping that it's kind of like the Padron 50th that we did on our episode 100, where the initial humidor was a certain cost, and then the refills ended up being much more reasonable. But even even if you pare it down, a $250 cigar is not going to go to a $50 cigar. So what we're looking at is a very, very, very expensive experience with both of these
3: cigars. I'm just going to start by saying, obviously, I adore both these families. What they have done for cigars will always be yeah. regarded as having some of the biggest impacts on the cigar industry in history. And on us. And on us. I will say I'm skeptical, and I hope that my skepticism <laughs> proves to be correct in the sense that I just, I mean, you study the history of these families, and especially Padrone. Like, these are not families that are about trying to put out $100, $200 cigars. Now, Opus, I'm just going to put in a box unto itself because they do stuff like this. But that's exactly why it might be real. Well, that's... uh, Which is terrifying. It is. But I'm just going to put that in a box because Arturo Fuente represents a whole lot more than just Opus, right? founded that entire, I mean, Mm -hmm. Arturo Fuente just the the regular standard line is what built that entire uh, operation, that empire. And on the Padron side, I mean they've never put out a cigar that costs more than what, fifty dollars. 50
4: bucks, right?
3: And that's not because they can't. I mean, let's be real. If they put out a hundred dollar cigar, we would probably buy it. We would because we know what they make is good. And so it's there's a philosophy behind each of those patriarchs, which is that a cigar should not cost an arm and a leg to enjoy at the highest of levels so for those reasons i i will just say i would be supremely disappointed if that actually ends up being the price point because i don't think that does justice to either patriarch that's not what this was about i mean you read their stories we've detailed their history in prior episodes what they've gone through and what they're trying to deliver for the world it is not about being the highest priced cigar it's about producing the best cigar and that's why i have so much respect for them that's why as much as i love plenty of davidoff's products I do get critical sometimes because it's not always just that. It's also about these really high. I mean, they have an Oro Blanco $500, $500. cigar. Yeah. I mean, that's just <laughs> patently ridiculous. <laughs> of course. It I is. am <laughs> never, ever going to buy that cigar. No. I don't care if I was Jeff Bezos. I'm <laughs> still, at a principle, yeah. not going to pay that amount of money for a cigar. You're also not
2: going
5: to pay $250 for this
2: collaboration either. Well, I hope not.
5: <laughs> no.
1: Because, <laughs> because the,
5: the
3: reality is, I have yeah. to try it. Yeah. But well, that's
5: the, the question is well, the, the, the actual. Box the humidor that it that it comes in. I, I don't know the high, how high quality that is, or if that piece. It of looks very work. It looks very
0: handmade. similar in quality
3: to the, the humidor.
0: Hammer. It actually looks at, uh, nearly as a, like a sister to the hammer. The, the hammer humidor. Yeah. Well, of that's the that's
3: where I was about to finish. So, so
0: I mean, if there's some sort of
5: expect. thing, if there's some sort of thing that pushes pushes that as a piece of art, right over the edge. Do you know what I mean? Where you're not actually pricing the cigar into the humidor, into the into the art piece. So d- do you separate the cigar cost from the art well, piece? That right. was
0: my point about with the hammer is there was a refill mechanism. That's true. Which brought the price of the original hammer in the humidor, which was $100 per cigar. It halved it. It went down to $50 a cigar, which is what we all buy them for. As of this moment, that is not the case. Is it going to be the case in two years, six months, a year after maybe they sell or don't? Well, however, it happens, very much may be the case. But if it's a two hundred fifty dollars cigar initially, it's not going down to under a hundred bucks.
5: No, but is the, never. It, 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 but is that humidor that it comes in? Is that like? I don't know how that's made how is that made? I don't know. Yeah, is it, it handmade? Yeah, it's is it, probably is very nice. So we can assume it's gonna be sure. spectacular. It looks like really priced, nice. you know, like, like that's priced we're, we're in. On that. Like 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 how elaborate is that? How beautiful is that? Are you really actually buying the humidor
3: and you, buying you that are, as an I, art piece? The point is the cigar that we all want to try, just like every other listener. The question is, what price point is that going to be at, right? Mm -hmm. So the people who want to go and have this great collectible humidor, wonderful. If you want to spend $10,000, go right ahead. I don't think there's any disagreement there. We all expect that's going to be a premium. And if they're smart, and I have no doubt, right, there's going to be a limited number of these. They're probably even all numbered.
6: Great for people
3: that want to drop $10,000 on that. Mm -hmm. Not me, but go right ahead. But the point is, the cigar that everyone's going to want to try, these are meant to honor their fathers. Right. I would hope that that is at a reasonable enough, certainly a premium price point. I mean, none of us, when we even first heard this collaboration was happening, expected the cigar would be anything less than fifty dollars, right. and likely more than that. But I just hope it is in some reasonable worlds that yeah, honestly, you know most well, people well, can try yeah, to yeah. enjoy at yeah. once. So let me let me
0: say a couple things here. So from a mentality standpoint of Padron and Fuente. There's a couple factors that I think come into play here. I think number one, comparative to what what uh, what Senator said about the price of that really expensive Davidoff, if they enter the market at a $250 cigar and it comes down to $175, $150, they're still not even close to the higher end or the highest end, let's say, of the market, number one. Number two, you look at global cigar prices and what has happened over the last few years. Padron and Fuente neither aside from the really rare opus which i think a lot of that is inflated in the secondary market or even at the dealer level yep. beyond the msrp right. due to Absolutely. demand i mean we even experienced that with the eye of the shark which is a don carlos release sure. yep. that's not an opus okay we experienced that there
3: so demand right. plays the, into the price just quickly there right like the retail price of that cigar it's 30 bucks is like less than that i think it's 20 something dollars but yeah. retailers are selling for like 40 dollars. Exactly. that's
2: right
0: so you have to factor that in. and i think too you look at what happened with cuban cigars which I don't think can be ignored, even though we're talking about a primarily U.S. market, people are still paying the high-end prices for Cohiba, Trinidad, et cetera, globally. And I think that also plays into their mentality. And finally, and I think this might be the most important piece of their pricing structure, is a significant piece of the revenue is going to charity. So I think that those three factors Uh. validate the potential price being $175, $200, $250 a hundred and seventy-five, two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollar cigar, because those three things, if I'm them, validate this cigar being a very, very expensive cigar, especially when you can buy an opus very similarly priced. You can buy a Cohiba for three, four, five hundred dollars, you know, on the global market. So what I'm concerned with is that for everything we've just discussed, that the cigars are in fact ongoing, going to be to $250 and that is a real bummer of course because i mean if we're sitting in this room and we decide to do a podcast on that that's going to be a $3500 night for us right. so, so can, I, can i
5: ask a stupid question though but are are they going to i'm not as in tune with the new world market as i am with the cuban market so are you saying that this collaboration between Pedrone and Fuente for this release this humidor and the cigars within that they're gonna make cigars those same cigars that you can refill like in other words are those going to be available we don't know
0: we're making assumptions yeah we don't know what my, my in, answer in other
5: words or, or yeah. is it just if you buy that humidor and that's it we, we know i i think that i think I, Padron and
0: fuente forgetting the price point are wiser than assuming that there's plenty of consumers out there especially the ones who spend the kind of money on their their day to day cigars like we do, they're not going to cut those consumers out entirely. They're going to put the the price at a, an arguably unreasonable level. Mm-hmm. I think that two hundred fifty dollars is an unreasonable price for what we're is. talking about. Sure. I don't care how nice the cedar is. I don't care yeah. how nice the lacquer is. And I don't care how nice the gold foil. Well, I know, but you do Maybe
5: are. other people do. Okay, I, fine.
0: Uh, but, but 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 still, ignoring all the art component of the boxing of it. That cigar is going to be unreasonably priced. Hoping, hmm. I mean, even if they come out with singles, you're gonna to want to try both of them. Of course. Of course. You yeah. know. If you can afford so, it. So here's <laughs> what I want to get to. This is where I want to get to. Is my pointing of my pointing of those those different variables that we just talked about. Do you think that's an unreasonable assumption with the pricing for these cigars? I don't think they're gonna come down under 150 bucks. Do you guys agree with that? Um, Look, if it was $150, I'd go out
2: and buy two cigars. I would do that. But at $250, it's outrageous.
3: I won't. I'm sorry. The more I'm having this conversation, look, I'm a very principled person. Yeah. Here's where I would be okay with what I'm hearing. If this was just some collaboration that they just decided, for the fun of it, right? Padron and Fuente, price it whatever the hell you want. I really don't care. The fact that this was meant to honor their father's they know them better than anybody. We only know history that we've read about everything these men have done. And I'm sorry, I personally think it is disgraceful to honor those two guys with something like this. I just, there's no way that Arturo Fuente or Jose Padron would ever think it's acceptable to release a cigar at 250 or even $150 a stick. They never did it while they were alive. No, it's too, they never did anything remotely near that. It's so too exclusive. My, my disappointment is simply because this is meant to honor them. That's how this whole thing started. And I think that they if that's the case, the pricing that I'm hearing, yeah. I think they've completely failed to do that. I really do. And at a principle, I I I there's no way that I I want to buy cigars at that price point, if that was the intended purpose, because I don't think that honors either of those. But guys. is
5: is the but is the intended purpose? Um, to Gizmo's point before, is we don't know what percentage of these sales is going to charity. You said there was a charity component. There is to a it. charity component. Okay, like, so they there's have not ch- announced
0: what the percentage or they probably. So won't. we
5: don't know that information. We also don't know the information in regard to whether they're going to, how, are they going to produce these cigars beyond the release? We don't know that information. And if the box itself, to, to your point, Giz, is not an evolution or not something that's like really impressive, is it, you know, does it justify the cost? That, that, that's the thing. So are you buying an art piece for charity, basically, with these premium cigars in it, and it's going to be limited, and that's it. Or they're going to keep producing this collaboration, these these cigars, and keep selling them for refill. No, nobody knows. We don't know yet. We don't
0: know yet. I think the assumption, if you're going to put out something and honor your fathers, which they both have done over and over and over again, the Family Reserve line, the 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 man's 80th from from Don Carlos you know these these men in in Jorge Padrona Carlito Fuente have built arguably built their business built their entire marketing strategy on celebrating on their families and their heritage so I, I think the assumption that it would be only limited to these these high priced humidors high priced clients but i think on. that assumption is is I think they're going to continue making the cigars. They've that's my also assumption.
2: built their empires on affordable cigars that are very high quality. Exactly that people love, and that's what they're known for. This, and that's what like Senator, Senator saying, saying. The disconnect. This goes completely against the grain I agree. from what they've done in their entire history. I agree.
5: But we're making an assumption that they're going to continue to make the cigar and charge this super high premium for it, which is disconnected from their brand ethos for both brands. So. Well, maybe we, we don't. We don't you know, know. Maybe we don't jump to jump to
3: conclusions. Am I so, am I crazy? To answer your question, I I would not be willing to pay more than a hundred dollars per stick. Yeah, that's yeah. my that's my ceiling. that's where
0: I'm at, and, and that's what that's I was on the honestly high, high side, the highest, and that that's highest. my
3: yeah. absolute ceiling.
0: I, here's where I where <laughs> that's I was one hundred fifty dollar discount <laughs> a year and a half ago when we first talked about this. My hope was that the Humidor was going to come out. With these forty cigars for about five grand, mm-hmm. and then the refills were going to come out somewhere around hundred a stick. That would make sense. Unfortunately, the initial price is about double that, and we'll see what happens on the refills if they continue making them. But the you know the initial spend on that is just unfortunately, like you said, Senator, it's just disconnected from both brands' ethos. I don't care if they give ninety five percent of it to charity; it's disconnected right. and and it's not in line with what our collective understanding of both brands is. Exactly,
3: because even if 95% of that went to charity, the number of people that exist in this country, let alone this world, Mm -hmm. that can donate, that have a few hundred dollars in extra income to donate to charity, it does not exist, right? Most people live paycheck to paycheck, I mean, it, it is just outrageous to exclude of course. the overwhelming majority of cigar
2: consumers. Right. 95% of consumers are being completely excluded. At, Correct. Absolutely. At Correct.
3: Least. Which, which
2: you Now, know. I will say, the retailer I talked to, he was also very surprised at the price. Yeah, and he was
0: disappointed. Dude. Very. You made it seem like he was very disappointed. He, he, about it. He, yes.
2: Now, I'm hoping that that price is not accurate. I'm hoping that that there there was a some sort of a disclosure that he had to give to people prior to actually getting the product. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. The only thing
3: I'll say that was I was happy to hear when you described that, the one thing I did not know that I was thrilled to hear was that they're going to be Churchills.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, we talk about how much yeah. we love a Churchill cigar and oh, yeah. how few of them really exist. And even in New Worlds, the only New World Churchill that we regularly smoke is the Davidoff Late hour. Churchill. Yeah. And the Diplomatico from Pittsburgh. And the Diplomatico. Sure. I mean, that's two. And in Cubans, we know we can count them on one hand as well. Right. So that was really exciting to me. I just hope that they're at a reasonable price point that we and other people can enjoy them. Right.
0: So, just like all the, everybody listening to this podcast right now, all of us in the room here, we'll see what happens. But the trend, it's not trending in a good direction as of this exact moment. So, and it's disappointing yeah. to me to say that about two of the most prolific, celebrated, successful, and brilliant uh, cigar manufacturers making cigars that we love. It's disappointing that we're at this point today. Mm-hmm understanding what this new release i'm is optimistic
5: be. i think that maybe it'll it'll work out okay i, I hope so yeah I, 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 because i i do think to the points that everybody made before that these founders and these the, the legacies of these founders um of both families take this seriously i think they're sensitive to it i know that 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 certainly you know you guys have met them Let's hope that, the, you know, this comes out as not some sort of, you know, bad PR or bad, you know, yeah, we'll bad see. move. Mm. But I, 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 I have faith in Padron and Fuente. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see.
0: So speaking of uh, fancy humidors, boys, you talked about special stuff that might make a humidor worthwhile. Uh, did you guys see <laughs> where, where are we going? What, Daniel Daniel Marshall special? No, that, uh, that New World Cohiba, Red Dot Cohiba, oh boy. put out a special humidor priced and, at and we care $5,500 no. $5, $5, $5 for 106 Toros with a biometric fingerprint scanner. Would that make the Padron Fuente <laughs> humidor worth $10,000? Can you imagine your Cohiba, Red Dot Cohiba, putting out a, a humanoid for $5,500 $5, with a biometric fingerprint scanner. It's called. First it's, off, who wants to steal Red Dot Cohibas? Can correct. we start there? Right. It's a correct. market. It's- I want to be locked
2: out of a
3: Red Dot Cohibas <laughs> Thank you. <humidor.
2: laughs> Thank you. Marketing gimmick 101. This is marketing
3: gimmick 101. But I just, you know, w- what's disappointing is this is the direction we're headed. Right? This crap is happening all the time. Cuban and New World, both are guilty of this. I mean, how many of these cigars that come out in these fancy, beautiful looking humidors and they build that into the price and most of the time, they're not actually worth the price, right? You're you're basically buying just like a nice box and the Mm -hmm. cigars are just mediocre. Sometimes the box is beautiful and the cigars actually are deserving of it. But either way, like this is not what this is about. No. This is not a humidor that you're gonna store cigars in. This is just some random collector's item that, as far as I'm concerned, has no bearing on the cigar itself. We care about the cigar. That is paramount, number one important item. The cigar. That's it. I mean, padrone boxes are reused for Christ's sake. Of course, yeah, they come with like dings on them, dings like, and, like they're beat up. And that's a great thing. And, and that's, like, a, that's sustainable. Yeah, that's yes. wonderful. Why waste so many boxes. Right. And
2: those boxes contain a world class product. World class, and, and
3: despite the fact that they're reused, I actually think Padron boxes are some of the nicest cigar boxes on the market.
2: Yeah, I agree. Agreed.
0: So there it is, boys. The Cohiba <laughs> humidor opened up. All right. With uh, hundred and six toros in it for fifty-two dollars a piece yeah, it's for tools, fifty-five hundred dollars, <laughs> limited to one hundred and thirty pieces. So after everybody in the room buys them, they'll be down to one hundred and nineteen or something. All right. I can't even do the math. Okay. I'm so right, disgusted by this. Let's move, let's this. move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, we're in the last third here of the yeah. Muestra de Saca, the Bewitched. What's everybody thinking?
2: Can't say one negative word about the cigar.
0: I have enjoyed no. I enjoyed the last third, man. Um, it's right been really, down really, really
2: good. To the final inch. It's so enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I've really been enjoying it. Oh, yeah. I-, I thought that the last third picked up in a very nice way. Maybe it was the heating up of, of the tobacco but it gave me a little bit of an oomph at the end, which was very pleasurable. It wasn't too much. It didn't get spicy. It wasn't a punch in the face, but I really enjoyed the journey from light all the way to the end.
3: I think the final third got earthier.
1: Yeah. Mm, Yeah. That's a good word, actually. Yeah. And slightly
3: minerally. Minerally, yeah. yeah. I I got
4: like a tea note. (laughs) Like a tea. That's not uh, wrong.
3: Well, oh yeah. Now, now oh, we're yeah. definitely back to EP Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, the yeah. only one of the few Ooh. cigars that I've legitimately gotten strong. So you tea went. Notes you went from. from coffee
2: to tea.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Roasted coffee. No, <laughs> no I, I, two I of disagree. Rooster's
5: favorite I things. I don't disagree. It's like a leafy note. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a gar- it's like a gardening note. But yes. Man, a drink a lot of tea, note. so it can kind of relate <laughs> but to the tea note. Good cigar. A good cigar, though. Yeah. Overall, is nice. Really nice experience for me. And uh, poop is
2: still taking it down.
5: Yeah, I mean, you guys know me in New Worlds. Yeah, man. In our relationship, which is oh, which, which,
3: <laughs> which 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 can be contentious at times. It's like Padron and Fuentes. I'm very uh, very uh, proud of you tonight. But but this this was really
5: nice. This was super nice.
3: The other thing I'm glad how we were talking about this cigar is not like your standard, um, really powerful Nicaraguan cigar. I mean, this is a Toro. It's a big extra. cigar, Toro extra. extra. Yeah. So, I'm so grateful that they've delivered this the way they have because if this were a traditional Nicaraguan cigar in a Toro Extra, I mean, it would just be too much. You know, that
0: is a great point, and we just talked about Padron at length. It again points to the brilliance of Padron using Nicaraguan puro—that yeah. it's all Nicaraguan tobacco—and creating something that is so smooth and easy to smoke. And how many other Nicaraguan puros we've had that deliver the exact opposite experience? But so here's, here's the thing: it's it's got to yeah. be really difficult to blend that together.
2: Agreed, guys and gals that have a power alley will like this cigar because it's so smooth. I'm looking right at you, Pagoda. This is a pretty good candidate for you, I think. I'm
6: loving it. Right every every minute of it, I've really enjoyed it from yeah. the beginning to the end. Yep.
4: Yeah, I, I I must say, like, get rid of the box. And sell it for 15 bucks. I agree. agree.
5: Get rid of the box, get rid of the the footband, and 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 rock on. But but $14.99. Yeah. If this was
0: a $15 cigar, now here's a question for you. I know we're gonna get to the ratings in a minute, but from a value perspective or where you would slot it, where where does this kind of fit into your rotation as of right this moment? What do you think about the value of it? Like, is twenty dollars too, too expensive? No, I don't
2: think it's a lot of money for this. And I kind of liked your your take on where you slot it in. It could be right prior to your, your uh, a session of Cubans. Start off with this and then going right into Cuban line. Could be after a Cuban, prior to uh, exclusive at night.
3: I think the vitola really matters here. I mean, if this were a robusto, when you told me it was twenty dollars, I would say that's too much. It's true. That's where I'd really be pushing for that fifteen dollar price point, but. This is a big cigar, mm-hmm. so at twenty dollars, I don't think that's all that unfair. Yeah, that's it's not yeah, a crazy price.
4: Yeah, I mean, not at all. I mean, I, I mean, I think about the Davidoff Dominicana, which is exactly around twenty bucks. That is, and that's and a robusto. We all love that cigar. That's a robusto. Now, and this is, a is that much, better than this? It's different. It's very way different.
2: better. Way very better. different. Is it better than this?
6: Way better yes.
5: than me. <laughs> Yes, I mean it is
6: better. Yeah.
2: To be but, honest, it's okay. But I, I agree with I, Pruva. I have
3: a. I have a different opinion. You've heard me say this before. I, I truly think that sometimes certain products are not competing against each other. I don't see the Dominicana and this is at all competing for the same space and time in your life. I think the Dominicana is competing for like that after dinner, like full-bodied experience. And I don't think this even wants a seat at that table. I think that this is like, I could enjoy this before a meal. Mm-hmm. And I can enjoy this after a lighter meal, not as heavy a meal. So um for me it's not a question of which is better. I, I would the cigars I would compare this to are just different. Right.
0: I agree. Now where would you slot it, Rooster, if you were to smoke the cigar again?
4: Um, I mean, this is it's very versatile. I mean, I could smoke this in the daytime, not an issue. I could even smoke it in the morning. Yeah, I agree. With, with that. a cup of coffee, breakfast. I was
2: about to say a coffee with this would be quite nice. I agree. Yeah. yeah.
0: A smaller vitola for sure, but I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So are you guys ready to move into the ratings? We'll start with the uh, the little rest American single malt whiskey. Sure. All right, Bam Bam, you're up.
2: You know we've talked about this thing here the 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 hybrid that this thing is between a bourbon and a scotch. It's just it's so enjoyable. Early on, a little tough, but three sips in, I want more. my, my glass is empty. I'll take more of it. Price aside, I, I got to go nine. Because of that unique experience, it's a very different spirit. I've never had anything like this before. For me personally, I'm giving it
0: a nine.
6: Okay, Pagoda. Uh, For me, it's an eight. I I think uh, on the nose, it was very harsh for me in the beginning. I do think uh, with a couple of chips of ice, it really, uh, in fact, dramatically made a difference. I think for a $180 bottle where you need a lot of ice to really, uh, you know, really enjoy the spirit, I think for me, um, it's not something I would go and buy. Um, maybe I, I would definitely enjoy it. I think it's an eight for me. I, it's very difficult for me to recommend something which is that expensive and has a very, uh, you know, contentious kind of an experience for me personally. Yeah, Senator.
3: So I can't disagree with either of you because I think your points are valid and and I agree with everything each of you said, even though you came at different ratings and I've been going back and forth between an eight and a nine, I'm going to round up and I'm going to give it a nine. And the reason for it, there are few spirits, especially at this point, right? A hundred and something episodes in that I would say deliver something unlike anything else I've ever had. The fact that we all have been able to say that about this is a huge merit. The price point is high, and I understand why. I mean, number one, what they've done, the fact that we're saying it's unlike anything else, it's not easy to do that. And for a small distiller in New York State, I mean, I can't imagine the cost that they have to produce this, right? It's got to be very high. I would absolutely drink this again. And I'm even just, I, I'm already thinking about like when I would want it, right? Like around holidays, it, this would be an amazing conversation piece yeah, to like, like taste I, this. And like just, I said, between for me, between
2: Christmas and New Year, that week. And Thanksgiving. Yeah, and thanks after a Thanksgiving
3: meal. Oh, yeah.
2: off the charts, I think.
3: Yeah. Um. So just, there's so many things that impress me about what they've done with this. And I do recommend anybody who loves bourbon or loves scotch, I think there's something in it for really everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a nine. So I'm also at a nine. Absolutely.
0: I I enjoyed this from the first sip. The nose was so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this really stands on its own. Can I, I have more, please? I, yeah, me too. <laughs> I wish I had a bottle or two of this for the holidays coming up. That would be really great. Unfortunately, I don't. So hopefully, we'll be able to get some in the future. But. This was a really 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 excellent whiskey tonight. So I'm very very happy with a 9.
5: Puba. Um I'm in lockstep. I I I for me it's a 9. I I think that it, for all the reasons we stated, you know, in the commentary during the during the podcast, it's interesting and it's fun and it's different and it's American made mm-hmm. and it's local and it delivered something that was then the then you pour the spirit and it yeah. aligns with the ethos and everything that they're talking about and you drink it and there was cinnamon like like if we were pairing this with a D4 there was cinnamon there yeah there was th- there's complexity to this whiskey that's just different it's it, it's like It's not a bourbon, it's not a a scotch, it's not a cognac, but it had the viscosity kind of of a cognac. So I think what they're doing is creative, and that, to me, that's innovation. And I think people who are out there innovating, whether it's with cigar blends or whether it's with distilling, which is a hell of a lot, I think, complex and more expensive to do, it was really a cool experience. I, you know, I only had one taste of this before I brought this bottle here to introduce it to you guys. I didn't know how it would go over. I didn't know how much I'd like it. I, you know, I found it very interesting, and um, I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a nine. It, it was it was complex and interesting, and cool. And uh, for that, I give it a nine. It's going to be an elite. Uh, composite
2: score.
0: So the Formal Liquor Rating Boys is an 8.8. Yeah, it's very good. An That's 88 great. tonight. That's a
2: great it's score. Very good score.
3: Just two things that Puba said, I just quickly want to emphasize. Number one, the cinnamon note you called out. I'm, I can't believe I didn't mention that earlier. You really <laughs> do get this. And saying this would pair really well with a D4, I actually agree. I think it would. And the second thing, just Pooba mentioning how the spirit itself actually really aligns with the ethos is important because think of how many spirits that we've reviewed on this podcast where there's some elaborate story as to how they came up with this interesting new spirit and it it totally falls flat right fruity decadence fruity decadence i mean there's a dime a dozen of these experiences (laughs) and for this to be one of the few that every word they say they actually deliver on true deserves a world of credit it's true so the one thing I wanted to just pile on really
0: quickly before we get to the cigar rating is you mentioned the D4, the Partagas D4. I think, and I felt this almost from the first sip with that little, you know, funk that we were talking about. I think that this would do really well with most Cuban cigars. You know, even even absent the cinnamon note that you might get in D4, I think this would do really well with a Bolivar. I think this would do really well with a Monte Cristo. Yeah,
2: not every Cuban, not but everyone, yeah. but I think there's yeah. a lot of the in H upman
0: number two.
3: It would go really honestly
2: well with. the E two with this guy. That oh, too, E like two would be great with this. Guy.
3: Firmly medium Cuban cigars, mild Cuban cigars, no, right, totally, but right. firmly medium. I love the callouts. I agree, Monte like two. I mean, all the Bolivar, yeah. Bellicoso's feet. I mean, yeah, they'd be home runs. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, boys. Let's move into the formal lizard rating of the Muestra de Saca the bewitched rooster you up so I, I really enjoyed the cigar it was very
4: i wouldn't say complex but very balanced and left a long finish i like the notes that i was getting out of the cigar so but i'm
5: I'm at an eight hmm. okay pooba yeah i'm 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 between an eight and a nine i was too <laughs> um i'm between an eight and a nine um I'm taking price out of it. I'm taking everything out. I've given other cigars nines. I mean, I I, I smoked it down to the end. I'm going to go out in the limb and give it a nine. Look at beca- you. Because wow. I'm going to, yeah, I am. B- 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 because it delivered a very nice experience and a very pleasurable experience for me tonight. So that's where I'm going to go. I'm also at a nine. I
0: normally wouldn't reach for this size. I certainly, if I saw this in a shop, in the coffin, it would not attract my eye to it. No. Uh, But when we pulled it out of that coffin, out of the cellophane, took the footband off, finally got the cigar in our hand. It was really, really handsome. And from that first cold draw all the way to the last draw, putting the cigar down as a nub, I really, really enjoyed the experience tonight. I'm so pleased. That I found it to be a medium to maybe at the end, medium full affair. I thought that was really great. So I'm very comfortable with the nine. I think that we absolutely need to try more mm-hmm. of the soccer releases from Dumbarton. Agreed. Senator.
3: So I'm aligned that we need to try more. This was definitely a revelation for me, having never heard of this brand or certainly tried any of their cigars. I like, I suspect everybody before me has been deciding between an eight and a nine. I think for this cigar, I'm gonna go with an eight. And it's not to say that this wasn't very close to earning a nine, but the only, my only complaint, the reason that I had to round down a little bit is the spirit. I needed to help the cigar sometimes deliver more flavor that I wanted. And the final third, I did not enjoy as much as the first two thirds. And so I I would definitely smoke this again. Um, I'm also going to slightly ding it on the presentation. I'm sorry, it's a $20 cigar. There's no reason that I should be disappointed with the presentation. I still will vividly always remember opening that coffin, and I just don't think it looks particularly great. Um, But what they've done, taking Nicaraguan tobacco and blending this in a way that delivers such a smooth and enjoyable experience throughout, Deserves a world of credit, and that's why an eight is a strong recommend. Sure. Definitely smoke it again. I would recommend it to someone. I'd hand this to someone for them to try. But um, the only thing that precludes it for me from that nine is uh, there were just m- several moments that I wanted more. And I love Nicaraguan tobacco. So, you know, I'm kind of in the Padron camp in between like a Liga and this. And um, if it just would have gave me a little more of that, it would have rounded up. But for those reasons, I'm going to
6: be at a solid eight. Pagoda. For me, it's a nine. Um, you know, I was thinking about the Pledge of Allegiance and I, I think I give it a ten um, because I enjoyed some of uh, a little bit of the citrusy and uh, I, what I'd call the orange marmalade kind of flavor profile, which was uh, present in the Pledge of Allegiance. When I had this, as it was somewhat reminiscent of it in the beginning. Very pleasant on my lips in the front of the palate. I think after an inch, inch and a half, I think the the second whatever there were about a couple of inches where it did feel very musky, I think when you took it right in the thing, and I think that's what's brought uh, the rating down a bit. But having I like said that, that
0: though. Uh, I do too. I like yeah, that.
6: But having said that, it's been a, overall a very very pleasant experience. Uh, I will smoke it again. I will recommend it to my friends, and I think a lot of the people I know who smoke cigars are going to enjoy this. Uh, for me, it's a definite nine. Okay, bam.
2: All right. Well, you know, I'm down to less than a half inch and that's rare for a new world. I have no ammonia, no bitterness at all. So it's still extraordinarily smooth and I'm still retrohaling at this point Uh, for 20 bucks. I have to give this a nine because it's so for me, I have the exact opposite take that you have, Senator. The middle and end for me were incredible. Incredible. The beginning was okay. But for me, it still merits a nine because of how smooth it is right down to the very end.
6: Listen, if Puba gives the New World a a nine, it's so difficult to go below that. It's high praise. It's very high (laughs) praise. (laughs) Listen, just for that, I'm going to give it a nine again. (laughs) It's a nine, a nine, a nine. Okay.
0: (laughs) So, boys, the former Lizard rating on the Dunbarton Western Osaka, the Bewitched, is an 8.7. Wow.
2: That is very high praise.
0: So let's compare it to some of the cigars we talked about tonight. We'll start with E.P. Carrillo. We did the Pledge prequel, which was, as we know, was the Cigar of the Year a couple years ago. We did that on episode five. Long time ago, that got a 6.5. Not good. We did the E.P. Carrillo La Historia El Senador. We talked about that. That we did on episode 19. That was a winner at 8.8. And then we did the Pledge of Allegiance, the limited edition from 2023. America. On episode 87, and that got a 9.6. So this... Falls right in yeah. you know, right under the La Historia El Senador. It's a good score. Uh, and certainly, you know, about ten points under the Pledge of Leaders from E. P. Carillo. The other one I think we should mention, just because of Steve Saka, of course, is the Liga number nine that we did. Uh, we did that quite some time ago as well on episode ten, and that got an eight point four. So this did <laughs> edge. Wow. The Liga Pravada number episode 9. 10. Episode but I do, 10. do. I 100 do. episodes ago.
6: Wow. But I wow. do think that we were very conservative when we started rating God, you, know. you can't change your rating. <laughs> <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> I've been waiting to say that. <laughs> I think I would have
1: spoken Liga 9 again. <laughs> so
6: you know what?
0: I, I also want to mention, just for the sake of it, because you did mention the Papas Fritas with the footband, mm. the Liga Pravada Unico Papas Fritas on episode 102 that was delicious. got an 8.2. Delicious. So that was yeah. about five points lower than this. So... Yeah, I mean, there's a theme here, that...
3: right? All of these cigars that he's had a hand in, Saka, have all done very well. Yeah, they've yeah. done all very above well on the
0: podcast, yeah. All
3: of them.
2: Edia, thank you for the recommend.
0: Yeah, excellent night. So great pairing, boys. What a surprise. You know, I think the the hybrid nature of both the cigar and the spirit tonight really was an interesting, you know, component to our discussion and our experience tonight. So... Certainly for all the listeners out there, I encourage you, you know, we encourage you to go out and try Dunbarton. And I think that this means that we will certainly be trying some more on the pod. Certainly call out to listeners. We need recommendations. We've gotten a lot of great recommendations over the last few weeks from folks uh, of cigars we need to smoke in 2024. We also need spirits. So a good example is an American single malt whiskey. If you like an American single malt whiskey, you appreciate that and you drink it, tell us what that is and we'll try it on the podcast. We need recommendations. So please, uh, share that with us, and also, of course, coming up at the end of the month here is our best of 2023. So please let us know some of your favorite moments. Uh, if it's a review, if it's something funny, if it's the Bam Bam Accountability Hour, we need to know how much of that to put in. No, uh, <laughs> the whole thing, <laughs> all. <The> whole thing.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> that
0: episode is going to be eight hours long. <laughs> uh, but please send us uh, any any notes you have on uh, some of your favorite stuff from 2023. All right, boys, a great night tonight. We did the. Little Rest, American Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. That got an 8.8. And the Dunbarton, West de The Bewitched, got an 8.7. Right in line. Lockstep, boys. Great. Great night. Great night. Great conversation. And we'll see everybody next week. Keep smoking. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.